I take sugar in my tea. Oh, your tea! Oh, tea is me right there with your tea. Can you write up here, sugar? One look at you, dear. Tea, sugar, hot water. You've got it all, dear. Come in right your way, dear. Be right there with your tea. an ambulance coming to take me away because the sight of you stopped my heart can be do you like blueberries or strawberries why because i want to know what kind of pancakes to order you in the morning I was wondering if, uh, What are you doing? Checking your label, just as I thought. Made in heaven. Uh, Doug, you've gotten past the opening lines. Hey, hey, hey. Is that a mirror in your pocket? What? Because I can see myself in your pants. Hey, Doug. If I said you had a nice body, would you hold it against me? <laughs> What? I can't feel my fingers anymore. I lied. They're, they're, they're numb. Ooh. Maybe you should wear these extra gloves. My hands are starting to get sweaty. Extra gloves? You've had this pair of extra gloves this whole time? Yeah. We're in the Rockies. I'm going to kill you. What? I'm going to kill you! I'm going to kill you, Lloyd! Calm down! Right now, I'm going to kill you! Harry, you got that crazy look in your eye! <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. What are you doing? I'm going to do something I should have done a long time ago. <laughs> Don't do anything foolish, Harry! What? Foolish? This isn't foolish. I'm gonna toss this damn curse right into that damn pond. You're I'm gonna do it. No! Hey! Your hands are freezing. Hey! Look! 
Stephen Gedney is from Woodland, California, broadcasting live from a pre-recorded session via Carmichael, California. We are on the podcast. Same bad time, same Yeah, that's right. Arrived by Turkey. Oh, yeah. If you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I'm feeling you all. Steven will definitely not work. This is your number 97 source for movies, music, comic books, geek culture, life lessons, philosophy, Stories of rock and roll, drugs, alcohol, and everything in between. Come one and come all. Enter the SGP. You're listening to the Stephen Gedney Podcast. Perfect. That's perfect. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right, all right. Thank you for joining me. It's the Stephen Gedney Podcast, episode 23, September 21st, 2015. How's it going? What's happening? We got a very special episode going on today. But first, how was your week? How was last week? I'll tell you what it was for me. Pretty boring. (laughs) Uh, It started off pretty hot here in good old Northern California. Some would call it beautiful. I do not. That's only because I grew up here. There are many other places in the world that uh, I find more beautiful. But hey, to each their own. Besides, we have a state that's basically on fire right now. So nobody wants to breathe in that smoke. Anyways, uh, let's see. It was uh, cooled down a little bit. We actually had some rain. But alas, the sunshine is back. Didn't really do much. Watched a documentary on Hulu finally signed up for that that's the jewish version of hulu it's hulu <laughs> and uh it was a documentary about the punk band the descendants so check it out if you like that kind of shit a lot of good interviews people from other famous punk rock bands rise against uh no effects blink 182 even dave Grohl pops up in there but yeah that that was it man didn't really do much else just work and and all that and Nice weekend. We went and saw a play up in historical Coloma, the Coloma Theater, the old theater. And it was pretty cool. It was a Western, a few of Elise's friends from work, or at least one of them. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the second play I've ever been to. And uh, the first one was Evil Dead the Musical. So this one was, it was cool, man. It was funny. Uh, glad we went out there. Coloma's pretty weird and backwoodsy, but nice people. But the whole episode today is all about our one-month anniversary. That's right. Alisa and I have been married for exactly one month today. And what better way to celebrate it than have my beautiful wife as a guest? So without further ado, you hear her voice on every episode saying it's the Stephen Gedney podcast. Please welcome Elisa, future Gedney. Come on in. Come on in. We're going to overdub some uh, some, uh, audience uh, stuff in there. 
She's coming. She's making her way. She's making her way to the ring right now. There she is putting the drink down. Put the headphones on. Hey, dog's going crazy. Okay, so Elisa, how are you doing? I'm fine. Closer to the mic. Come on, we gotta we'll adjust it for you. Just lean in there and say something. I'm good. Yeah. So, how are you doing today? Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Officially, you know, your voice is on it every episode in the intro, but. And, you know, you've popped up in the background here and there just a little tiny bit, but now you're on. So what do you have to say for yourself? I don't think anything. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. That's good. So is it true that you hate the podcast? I think hate's a little strong. (laughs) But I do it every weekend. That's true. You're not extremely happy about it. Uh, It's fine. It's just phoenix yeah phoenix our bulldog ladies and gentlemen and she's not very happy right now so how does it feel to be married everyone asks that it feels the same yeah i know exactly well it's been a long road and let's just start from the beginning so tell me when and where were you born (laughs) you already know this yes i know but this is for my listeners because see the whole reason i started this podcast was because one I wanted some sort of a creative outlet and two uh, I think that a lot of people who think they know me don't really know me and they have these ideas about me that uh, uh, I think are wrong and ever since I started this and started you know opening up my personality to the public uh, I think people have kind of changed their tune and think like oh that guy's actually not that bad of a guy I thought he was a dickhead and so and some people might still think that but uh, they've heard me talk about you and your wonderful woman and not everybody gets a chance to hang out with us and get to know us. So there, let's start from the beginning. When and where were you born? I was born in Yuba City. Yuba City? Yep. What day? March 27th. What year? 1986. Yes. And, uh, both your parents still alive? They are. Yes. And, uh, what do they do? What does your mom do? My mom works for Calusa County. And your dad? He is um, retired. But it wasn't always like that, correct? Right. So what was the, uh, what, what was the family uh, status at when you were born? What was going on in their lives? My dad worked for my big dad. Your big dad. And to clarify to the audience, who is your big dad? My grandpa. Okay. And he is your dad's dad? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what, what kind of work was he in? Uh, termite and pest control. Pest control. And this was in Calusa? Uh, no, it was in Marysville. Marysville. So same area, Yuba City, Marysville, Calusa. Kind of the trifecta, Calusa County. Right? Um, th- they're not in Calusa County, but yeah, that's fine. Okay. Pretty close, though. And so termite and pest control. And so uh, your dad, from what I remember, he started his own business at some point, right? Mm-hmm. But when you were born, he was working for your big dad. Right. Okay. So how long was he doing that until he started his own business? Do you remember that? Um, I was probably like seven. Seven. Okay. So that was in the 90s. Eight. Yeah. And uh, when, uh, what did your mom do at the time? She helped him. She helped him. 
So she was kind of the assistant. But even when she when he was working for your big dad, she helped him out, or was she kind of just the no, mom? No, she was just a mom. So she was taking care of the little girl at home, and dad was out working with big dad. Termite pest control sounds like a pretty uh, dangerous kind of business. I don't think it's dangerous. Well, I mean, there's chemicals, and you're crawling under pe- under people's houses, and it's true. So. But a pretty interesting line of work for somebody to get into, you know. It's not something that I ever thought about, but it's a man's job, you know. I, I wouldn't want to crawl under houses, that's for sure. So I bet your dad has a lot of good stories about some stuff that he's seen. Yeah, he's found some cool stuff. So tell me about the early childhood. What's the earliest uh, memories that you have growing up with mom and dad? And where were you, where were you, guys, li- were you guys living in Marysville? No, uh, when I was born, they lived in Upper Lake, and then we moved to Calusa when I was a few months old. Oh, okay. All right. So what was that like? What was the, the earliest memories? Can you rem- uh, remember? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember much. I mean, I mean... Something more specific. Okay. Do you have any memories before you started, say, kindergarten? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, maybe things that people have told me that I've made a memory, but nothing I can independently remember. Okay. All right. So so growing up, being very young, do you remember going to kindergarten, first grade, that whole time period, you know, um, ages six, seven? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty standard uh, growing up, you know, just watching TV, going to school doing little homework and uh i believe you you've had a few different hobbies that you got into at the time and you are an only child correct Mm -hmm. now did you ever feel like you were missing out that you didn't have any siblings any brothers or sisters no not at all okay and then uh you started i mean you've gotten into a lot of different things uh growing up you know i believe were you in ballet yeah i did ballet and art Okay, ballet and art, and that was the first two things that you did. Did you ever play any sports? Um, they tried to make me play t-ball. <laughs> but you weren't really having it, huh? No. I played a little bit of sports, too. Played some AAA baseball. It wasn't really my choice. It was kind of more grandma's choice. But uh, art and ballet. So what got you into ballet? I don't remember. It was just something that little girls like, you know, being a ballerina. Something available in Calusa. Yeah. Okay. And then art. What did that consist of? Art. <laughs> I mean, like, was it an after-school program? Was it at school? Was it? No, it was uh, classes in a studio. At a studio. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, what kind of stuff did you do in art? Um, we made stuff like to put in uh, drawing, painting. Yeah, all that stuff. Charcoal. Charcoal. Collages. Mm-hmm. You did all that, huh? Mm-hmm. And then there was right around a, a, a certain point in your life where you got interested in something else. And I'm not talking about boys. What was it? I'm going to guess horses. Horses. Now, that's kind of a, that's kind of a, a, a I'm not going to say an odd thing, but from where I grew up in Woodland, you know, horses were only something that you saw at the county fair. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't live on the outskirts. I didn't live on Road 98, but horses. So what about horses interest you at that time, and how old were you? 
Well, my big dad always had horses, and so I had ridden since I was little. So, you, before you even have memories, you were on a horse. Yeah. And what what kind of stuff did he just put you up there on the saddle and and pull you around, or were you doing it by yourself by that time? Um, I think both. And did your parents ride horses, or was it just Big Dad? My dad did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he kind of grew up with it, mm-hmm. but he didn't really continue it into adulthood. No. But Big Dad did. Yeah. Okay, and so I hear the Big Dad was a, a, a pretty well-known horse guy, correct? I don't know if I'd say well-known. Well, well, I heard that he was in, in, uh, in Hollywood. A little bit, right? <laughs> he was in a few movies as an extra. Yeah. He, okay. And uh, anything that I would have heard of? Um, he was in The Outlaw Josie Wales. The Outlaw Josie Wales. Are you talking about the Clint Eastwood movie? The yeah. famous Clint Eastwood movie? Your big dad was in that? Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you put on this classic Western with Clint Eastwood, you will see Elisa's big dad. What did he do in the movie? Um, I don't know. He was an extra of some sort. He died pretty quick. So he died in the movie. Yeah. Mm. And then anything else or just kind of just little westerns kind of. Under- um, he was in some other movie, but I can't remember the name of it. Well, that's pretty interesting. And so when you say you got into horses, what what do you what kind of I mean, what does that consist of? Um, when I was like eight. Probably. I started riding out of the stables okay. regularly, taking lessons and uh, doing small horse shows. Oh, okay. So what, what, what are these horse shows all about? What, what, can, what can one expect if they go to a horse show? Well, there's all sorts of different types. I showed Western Pleasure. Western Pleasure. That sounds like a movie I saw when I was you know, 18, 19 years old browsing the internet. But, uh, okay, Western Pleasure. What, mm-hmm. Now, what it, explain that to me. It's just a style of writing. Okay, okay, and and um, how? Uh, what kind of writing is it? Fast? Is it slow? Is um, it... it's more slow paced and collected, more graceful. Yeah, and it's a pretty popular thing. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and so you went all over, right? You went all over California and did these shows. Uh, that's when I got older. Yeah. Yeah, but when you were younger, you just kind of just I did just it showed locally. it like yeah, the county fair and stuff. Yeah pretty fun time yeah 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 did anybody anybody that you know that was maybe your age do the same thing uh most of the girls i was friends with oh really Mm -hmm. okay and so did you uh these friends were did you guys have a normal you know childhood where come over and have slumber parties watch movies um well when i was nine we changed stables and uh i started riding with a new trainer and um those girls we used to hang out like we'd have sleepovers at the barn and stuff at the barn huh yeah that sounds pretty fun and so this was in calusa right uh no this was in sutter sutter where's sutter at um towards yuba city towards yuba city okay so but you went to school in calusa right yeah pretty much kindergarten through high school yeah so tell me what was it like what was it like growing up in a really small town like that was the casino there at the time yeah okay it was but it, as far as I know, I mean, I grew up in Woodland, which is maybe like an hour away or less, and I do not remember ever hearing about Calusa. I don't even think I went to the casino until I was well into my 20s. 
So, and when I got there, I was like, wow, this is a pretty small town. Had you heard of Woodland when you were younger? Yeah. We used to go to the mall there. You went to the county fair mall. I guess. You guys went shopping there. You guys traveled down to Woodland to go shopping at the mall. My mom didn't like to go to Arden. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it was a little bit farther, too. So, the Yuba City Mall was going on at the same time as well? Um, Yeah, but there was more stuff in Woodland. In Woodland. Wow. So... There's a chance that we could have seen each other as children. I could have been walking through the mall. You and your mom could have been walking through the mall. We could have saw each other, but we would have never known. It's possible. So, but other than that, that was that was about your limit to your knowledge of Woodland, California, was just going to the mall. And did you ever go to the fair there? No. No, nothing, huh? Just the Calusa County Fair. Yeah. Okay. So, I was pretty surprised at how small of a town it is. I always thought Woodland was pretty small. It's about 50,000 people. How many people are in Calusa? Um, I don't know, probably around 5,000, 6,000. 5, so like 10% of the size of the town that I thought was small you lived in. Yeah. And so what was that like? Pretty quiet? It was awful. Was it Mayberry basically? Like everybody knows each other? Yeah. It's terrible. There's one cop in town. <laughs> there was more than one, but yeah. But it was terrible. So, so you kept yourself pretty occupied doing horse, horse stuff and mm-hmm. showing and riding and and what was it like going to those shows when you were younger? Um, it was fun. And fun? How? I mean, how? I mean, was it exciting? Yeah, I mean, you would get ready for it. You know, like give your horse a bath and get them all ready and uh, get up super early. In the morning to go travel somewhere because it was always a pretty far drive. So, what was uh, the farthest place that you think you ever traveled for a show? Um, probably down to Paso. Paso Robles, mm-hmm. home of Firestone Brewing Company. Yeah, and that's a pretty far drive. I mean, we've been we've been down in that area before, and uh, this horse. When you take a horse down there, you got to get one of those trailers, right? Yeah, our trainer usually hauled them. Oh, okay. So, and then you guys just rode in your car. and mm-hmm. So, was it a pretty pretty big event when you would go down there? I mean, I know you guys would dress up. Oh, you guys would dress up very nice. You'd wear makeup. You'd have, uh, uh, I believe the saddles are pretty elaborate sometimes. Yeah, they are. And so, so it was fun though, right? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And how long did you do that? Um... I showed on the paint horse circuit, which is a much bigger um, scale, for a year. And then I showed on smaller show circuits um, for the next, until I was 18, and I graduated high school. So all the way through high school, you were still doing this horse thing. Mm -hmm. You were still showing horses. Yeah. So to somebody like me, who's only been around a horse a couple times, what are they like? What's their personality? They're like big dogs. They're like big dogs. I mean, do they lick you? Yeah. They try to kiss you? Yeah. What do you, what do you say about people when they say, don't stand behind a horse because they'll kick you? Is that true? Um, there's some truth to that, yeah. They, I mean, you know, they, they can't see behind them. They can only see to the side of them. So They get startled? They yeah, get they scared. don't know that you're behind them. But they have lots of personality, huh? Yeah, they're really sweet. So what what were the names of the horses that you had growing up? Uh, the ones that I owned or just... Yeah, yeah. 
the ones that you you personally owned or showed or so i got my first horse when i was nine and her name was sally sally and i believe you told me something earlier that it's better to have a boy horse than a girl horse but so we'll get to that in a minute but sally so sally and what 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 did sally look like um she was a dark a really deep dark brown yeah um do you remember anything about her personality she was really sweet she was very gentle and patient and uh she was pretty much bomb proof a good a good uh first horse to yeah have. yeah and uh what do you feed a horse you feed them hay hay and grain yeah. that it what about a carrot they eat a carrot yeah and apples oh okay all right mm-hmm. it's like a treat a treat for yeah. them to eat fruits and vegetables but they eat hay yeah it's pretty weird to me that such a big freaking animal could survive on something that has not that much nutrition in it there's a lot of new well you can feed them supplements too oh okay but i imagine i mean i guess lots of cows survive on grass so Mm -hmm. they eat grass pretty similar and then how many other horses did you have um and then i had the paint horse that i showed um her name was whitey bob whitey bob now that's an interesting name she it's because she was all white yeah and uh she had very little other color on her and uh in texas apparently it's a thing everybody's like billy bob jim bob (laughs) and i i thought that was just a i thought that was just a what do you call them um stereotype but i guess it's Um, a real thing and so her barn name was whitey bob that wasn't it's not her show name yeah well well so the show name is that similar to say like a dog yeah, like, like a, how Phoenix like is a reg- registered. Yeah, like a registered dog. Like mm-hmm. the names passed on are from their bloodline, from their parents. And yeah. I think racehorses are kind of the same way. Yeah. And so you had two horses? I had three. Oh, you had three. So who, what was the third horse? Um, his name was Scooter. Ooh, you had a boy. Okay, Scooter. Yeah. And so what's the difference between having a boy horse and a girl horse? Well, one's a boy and one's a girl. Okay, but do they have different attitudes? Do they is one harder to ride than the other? Um, do the boys have more energy because there's testosterone in their well, horse body? Most of the horses that you show that are boys are geldings, so they've they've been gelded. What's a geld? Well, how do you, what's gelding? Um, they've they've been they've been neutered. Neutered for. Lack of better, yeah. Okay, so what do you mean, lack of a better word? What's, I mean... I mean, I don't know how... They call it gelded. It's, it's the same thing as, so like, neutering a dog. So their big horse balls got cut off. Yeah. And they've mellowed out a little bit. Yeah. Now, are, do people own horses that are not gelded? Yeah, of course, for breeding. And uh, you can show them, but there's, like, certain rules that I can't remember. Yeah. I think you have to be a certain age to show a, a stallion. It's our dog. Stud, sorry. Our dog is not very happy right now. She's got a, a shirt on and trying to get her to stay quiet for the podcast. So so horses, man, they have big wieners, right? Yeah, they yeah. can. Yeah. And do how, are they like dolphins? Do they ever get excited around human females? Um, I've never seen that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's good. No. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, um and you stopped when you were 18, but it's something that I guess you're really interested in doing again at some point, right? Yeah, I would love to show again and ride. 
horse. And you'll teach me how to ride a horse. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, you've done this slow, the slow uh, trotting, I guess what it's called. Have you ever ridden a horse like this running fast? I don't like that, yeah. You have? Yeah, I don't like it. Have you ever had them uh, jump? Uh, small jumps. Like, do you remember uh, the uh, last episode of Full House where Michelle... Yeah, she, that's she was writing English. I've done small jumps, but yeah. nothing... She was trying to do a big jump, and the horse stalled, and she fell off and lost her memory. And yeah. Then... What's the difference between English and Western? Uh, they have different riding styles, and mainly just the saddles are completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, what's up with the spurs? What are the spurs all about? Um, it, it's just... Some horses need spurs to be more responsive to your cues. Yeah. And then what about the little stick that they whip them with? What's A that? riding crop? Yeah. yeah. Same thing. It's just to make them be more responsive. Now, does it hurt them at all? No. No? So, so that's, that's a, uh, uh, an assumption that people make, but it really doesn't bug them at all. Like, Not, are, I mean, they're over a thousand pound animals. Yeah. A so. little whack isn't... But it, it's enough to like, you know, get their attention. Get them to pay attention. It's like with our dog, we give her a little collar co- correction and, whoosh, you know, snap the leash, and she'll kind of pay attention. But it doesn't hurt them. Right. Interesting. So, uh, horses now m- sounds like they'd be an expensive animal to care for. It's a very pricey hobby. Yes. Um, and what 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 does that entail? How much hay does a horse eat? Uh, like a like a bale a week. A bale a week. Okay, I was thinking a bale a day. I was like, that. no. So, is that why their poop is so green and mm-hmm. and stringy? It's not stringy. It's it shouldn't not, be stringy. It's not stringy. Oh, I don't no. know. I've only seen horses poop at the fair and on uh, parades and and such. And so, uh, you also you need an area to keep your horse, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if you don't have your own stable. You have to pay like a rent, like a stable fee. Yeah, to board them. And that could be pretty pricey as well, right? Mm-hmm. And then what else uh, does does having a horse entail? Is there, do they need dental work? Do yeah, they... I mean, just like any animal, they have to have their shots and they have to have their wormings and um, they have to have their feet trimmed and their shoes done and their dental work and... Just so like they're, they're pretty. They're, are they a lot more expensive to maintain than say uh, a dog or yeah. a cat? And yeah. have you ever worked with any other uh, farm animals? Being from a farming community, um, I raised sheep and sheep and goats in high school. Sheep and goats. Yeah. Now, how did that come about? Uh, I raised them for fair for fair animals. And so, what does that entail? Are you just grow them up and fatten them out, and then somebody buys them and, yeah. and kills them and yeah (laughs) well that sounds pretty cool i'm a vegetarian but uh you know to each their own people like to eat meat that's good but well i mean sometimes they keep them for pets and stuff yeah i would like i'd like a goat as a pet i think uh our dog would love playing with a goat right (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) she's pretty mean to the cat yeah so around this time let's see when when were you in high school um, from 2000 to 2004. Okay, so the early 2000s, we were in high school roughly around the same time. I'm about a year older than you. Or about. Yeah, or less. But uh, you're in Calusa, I'm in Woodland, and you're still doing the horse thing. Mm-hmm. Um, were you a good student? 
Yeah. And you did pretty well in school. Mm-hmm. Now, at that time, did you start thinking about what your future was going to be and, and um, what you wanted to do with the rest of your life, your adult life? I don't. I mean, I knew I always wanted to go to college ever since I was a little kid. Yeah, and it's weird because I never wanted to go to college, and I wasn't really encouraged to go to college, and I really had no ambitions for the future other than wanting to be in a band. But uh, what what made you want to go to college as a kid? Um, I don't know. I guess it was just always encouraged, and it was something I grew up uh, knowing hey. that it was just the next step. That's what you do after you graduate high school. Yes, and uh, did you go to college? I did. I knew from the time that I was in like fifth grade that I wanted where I wanted to go to college. And where was that? Cal Poly Cal- in San Luis Obispo. San Luis Obispo. Now, how did that come about? That seems like such a random place to choose. You know, you could have been like, I'm going to go to Sac State. I'm going to go to Yale. I'm going to go to Harvard. I'm going to go to UCLA. And you pick Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, which uh-huh. recently we went there, and it kind of seems like... It's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's a pretty good big town. Uh, it's only a couple hours from Santa Barbara. Yeah, I know. They, and they built this town around the college, similar to, say, Davis, like Davis, California. But um, what made you choose an area like that? Because um, you're not, I mean, I guess you're kind of close to the beach, but you're not like Santa Cruz close to the beach. So. Well, when I was little, it was because their mascot was a Mustang, and I liked horses. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> the Mustangs. And so, tell me about uh, applying, and uh, uh, how does one get into college in 2004? Or did you start earlier? Were you... Yeah, you had to apply in 2003. Okay, so you're a junior in high school. I was a senior. Oh, you were a senior. Yeah, okay, you're a like, senior. It was my senior year. And you had already wanted to go to this college, and mm-hmm. so you got good grades. Mm-hmm. Did you even know what you wanted to do? Um, I thought I did. And what was that? Uh, at the time, considering where uh, I'd grown up, I thought I wanted to um, go into agricultural business and minor in like law of some sort and do some, some sort of farm law. And I mean, what? How did? Why did that interest you? Because that seems like such a boring thing. Um, I always thought that the legal profession was interesting. Okay. All right. And because I grew up in a really small town and it was primarily farming, I thought that was something interesting to go into. Okay. Okay. So like you. Land rights, water rights, yeah. things like that. And where did you see? Where did you envision yourself being after college was over, or was it just like this is the major I want, and then I'll figure it out as I go along? Pretty much. And so, did you get scholarships? And yeah. Yeah, you were that good of a student. You got some scholarships. My and first two years were full scholarships. That's pretty good. That's grants, that's yeah. It's pretty cool. And so, uh, tell me about uh, right around the time you were going to college and leaving high school. Was it a crazy time? Was it stressful? Were you scared? Um, it was really crazy because my dad had uh, some really serious medical um, stuff going on. And at that point, he wasn't able to continue working. Right, correct? right. And so your mom kind of had to step in mm-hmm. and, uh, and become the breadwinner of the household. Yeah. And meanwhile... You're on your way to college. Yeah, it was. I didn't want to go, but they made me. 
Well, do you think that that was a, a good decision? In oh, the long yeah, run? definitely. You're glad that you did it? Yeah. Some of the best times of my life. And so uh, what was your first uh, impression? Like, did you visit the school beforehand or did you just already? Um, we had visited it and uh, my mom made me apply to more than just Cal Poly. I didn't want to. <laughs> You're like, this is the only one I want. I don't want yeah. no, no backup. Yeah, but she made me, so. So when you got there, was it everything you thought it was going to be? It was so much more. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, finally, okay, so so your first impression was you went there and, and you liked it. And, and then so you kind of had probably like a bittersweet feeling like, oh, I'm really excited to go to college, but I want to stay home and, and be with my dad and, and yeah. all that. And so what was it like first going there and starting school? What what What... What was it like? Um, it was overwhelming at first. It was... So, I mean, Calusa is really small and there's not a lot of diversity and there's not necessarily a lot of diversity in, in slow either, but um, it's a lot bigger. There's definitely people from different backgrounds and um, it was weird to have nobody make you go to bed or do your homework or make sure that you ate. Very eye-opening. See, I, by the time I was 15 or 16, I was staying up as late as I wanted, and nobody was making me Yeah, homework. I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Um, I, I, it, was, it was definitely an adjustment. I didn't do so well my first quarter. So you, you were a pretty good kid in high school, right? Yeah. yeah. But by the time you got to college, it was like, oh, now I'm an adult, and I could do whatever I want, right? I was still a good kid. Yeah. I but was, were, were, did you have uh, uh, influences that people who were encouraging you to not do your work or no, um, go meet some new people, party it up? Yeah, but for the most part, I mean, everybody who goes to Cal Poly, um, you have to be pretty serious about your work. It's, it's pretty educationally competitive, so you either fail out or you... So if you don't do a really good job, then they'll take your, your financial aid away and mm-hmm. somebody else is going to come take your place. Yeah, you can get on academic probation. It's not a lazy school like Chico State no. or uh, uh, University of Arizona, right? I mean, I don't know about University of Arizona, but... Oh, it's the number one party school in the country. Yeah. So at least that's what I've heard. I mean, kids partied, but yeah. everyone's also pretty serious about their work. And so around this time, you... Well, okay. Musically, you were into music younger, but uh-huh. growing up around horses and a barn and, and kind of, lo- uh, 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 I'm not going to say backwoods because that's not the way to, 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 to say it, but uh, Calusa is like very rural. It's pretty hick. So basically country music was kind of like what, what you grew up around. Yeah. But in high school, you kind of got interested in other types of music, right? I did. I mean, you, you listen to the radio, some rock, some um, hip-hop, some punk. Yeah, I was with... We were on a school field trip somewhere. No, I lie. Uh, I was in Santa Cruz with Amy for the weekend, and we went to a Hot Topic, and I bought my very first Punk-O-Rama CD. Punk-O-Rama. Now, to those of you who do not know about Punk-O-Rama, it was a series of compilations similar to now that's what I call music, but it was all punk rock. Bands that weren't really well known, that were kind of on the edge. 
they weren't really they were on the fringes they weren't necessarily mainstream and so what compelled you to buy a punkorama uh amy was into it and so she told me it was amy good. your friend friend that you grew up with uh-huh. from high school Mm-hmm. And then what did you think? What did you think? How, what, I fell in love with it. It's pretty different than. It's awesome. Pretty different than say country music or yeah. or some of the some of the stuff that I remember from us uh, our high school days. They're you know, Limp Biscuit and Sugar Ray and Smash Mouth and music about uh, current events or uh, political feelings, not girls and partying. Yeah. So that kind of music. Uh, compared to all the other genres we mentioned, compelled you more, and you further investigated your interest mm-hmm. in that style. So when you got to college, did you meet other people that kind of like the same kind of stuff? Yeah. And it was pretty, must have been pretty interesting being from a small town to finally being somewhere where people like the same stuff as you. Yeah, we, uh, my, me and my first roommate, we went and saw No Use for a Name. No Use for a Name, pretty pretty mid-level popular band from the 90s and early 2000s they were on fat records the label owned by no effects and uh did they play at the college uh no they played at one of the um venues in in san luis obispo yeah and so did you see some other bands while you were going to college down there um i'm sure i did we saw sugar colt Sugar Cult. That yeah. was another another pop punk band from um, the early two thousands. I want to say Story of the Year. Oh, that's good. But I'm not sure. We saw them. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was Saves the Day. Saves the Day. It was one of those two. I always yeah. get them confused. And so, uh, by this time, you you, uh, you lived in some dorm rooms, mm-hmm. and then I think at some point you mentioned to me that you moved out to apartments off a of campus with some roommates some friends you had a boyfriend at I the did. time um we're not going to get into that let's just say it didn't really work out so towards the end of college uh did you graduate on time um i was a quarter late a quarter late now mm-hmm. what happened there um well part of it was i couldn't get all the classes that i needed on time and uh, I also had to drop a summer school class because I got sick. You got sick, huh? Yeah. What happened? I mean, how, what, how did you get sick? I mean, was it serious? Um, I got MRSA. MRSA? Yeah. Now, explain to people, what, what is this? What, what? Uh, it's just the resistant strain of staph. It was a staph infection. Okay. And so walk me through. What, what happened? What, I mean, you got, a, you got some sort of an infection. Yeah, so uh, it, it just looked like a bug bite on my leg, and uh, it just got really infected because I didn't, I didn't do anything about it. <laughs> Why didn't you do anything about it? Um, I was really young and stupid. <laughs> you just kind of thought like, oh, this will go away. This will get better. And, yeah, yeah. And I believe you said that you asked your boyfriend if you need to go get it checked out, and he said, no, it's fine. Yeah, so. And then it just got worse and worse, and what mm-hmm. was the... Whoa, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Um, I was at work one day, and uh, one of the girls I worked with, I was telling her about it. And um, I told her that it felt really hot, and you could put your hand outside of my, like, on the outside of my jeans, not even touching the skin, and it, you could just feel the heat radiating. And uh, she was like, that's pretty serious. You should probably 
probably get it looked at. And so I told my mom when it was, and my mom freaked out and made me go to uh, urgent care right away. Urgent care. Okay. And then what happened when you got there? Um, <laughs> they, the doctor was really cool. Um, he told me that, that it was an infection and that they were going to have to cut it open, which was the worst pain I've ever experienced. Um, and that there was a pretty high probability that, um, that they were going to have to amputate my leg. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I bet you must've been freaked out at the time. Yeah. He wanted me to, uh, go into the hospital, but I wouldn't. You wouldn't? No, I didn't. Why didn't you take his advice? Because uh, I was young, and I was dumb, and uh, I don't think I had health insurance at the time. Oh. So did your mom come down and see you after you told her the news? No, I didn't tell her until it was better. Oh, really? I yeah. bet she was thrilled about that. She was pretty mad. So this little bite, I mean, let's just say it's a spider bite. We don't know what it came, what it came from. It could have been a cat scratch. It could have just been a, a thorn from some bushes that you jump through on a drunken party night but uh this little little eensy teensy tiny little mark on your leg became a big hole right yeah big gaping hole yeah and how did that even get better i mean how do you fix that uh it heals from the inside out i mean they cut the they cut they cut the wound out yeah i mean they cut the middle of it and it it drains all of the disgusting stuff inside and then they pack it they pack it with what um like gauze and, and i mean it looks like cotton but i'm sure there's a different medical yeah, it's term probably for like it. gauze and so and then what what would happen with that that stuff inside your leg it would soak up the cotton you'd have to pull it out clean it and put mm-hmm. another one in exactly yep. right and how long did that go on until it was pretty healed um i had to go to urgent care every day for like a week and a half and then I had to go three times a week for a few more weeks and then there was home care I mean it probably took like four or five months till it was totally four or five months did you get any uh, good drugs while you were uh... no 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 Vicodin no, no no wow antibiotics yeah lots of them. wow so wow that must have that must have been pretty crazy um it probably would have been more scary like now yeah. I mean, I was still young and uh, dumb enough to think that, you know, nothing bad would happen, yeah. that it would all work out. And it did, but... So, but uh, other than that, college was pretty uh, pretty uneventful. I mean, I would say eventful in the sense that you made some friends and you went to some parties, but nothing really bad happened in, in college, right? Um, you weren't attacked... I mean, I know that there was a one a girl that disappeared from Cal Poly. No, it was a famous I mean, nothing, episode on TV. About nothing it. like that. I mean, no murders uh, happened. Not no, not that I know of. Now, is it true though that when you were going to college, Lindsay Lohan showed up and filmed a movie? Uh, yeah, they did. Uh, they shut down part of downtown to film. Uh, I know what you did to me, or. I know, I know who, who killed, killed me. me. Yeah. Yes, I've never seen that movie. That must have been pretty fun, huh? Exciting. Did, I, uh, I did guess. everybody talk about it? Uh, yeah. One of the girls I worked with, she was an extra in it, so yeah. she talked about it a lot. I mean, do things like that happen all the time in San Luis Obispo? Um, I mean, that's the only time I can remember it, but I'm sure yeah. that they film other stuff there. So, all in all, how would you how would you rate your college experience? 
I, I mean, it was... Was it, it awesome? Yeah. It was awesome. It was everything and more that you wanted it to be. Yeah. You graduated. Was your mom pretty proud? Yeah. Did your mom and dad come all the way down for the graduation? Mm-hmm. They made me go. Yeah. But they came down too? Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, And you still have your cap and gown? I'm sure somewhere. Yeah. And you graduated with a bachelor's degree? Uh-huh. In what? Agricultural business. So, theoretically, what could you do? right now if you wanted um, if you wanted to just forget about the whole work experience and stuff with your degree what kind of job could you get so i minored in finance and appraisal so something uh career wise would be like uh commercial lending or ag lending um some sort of appraisal of like farmland things like that is that something you'd still want to do uh not really no no and what kind of work do you do now? I work for uh, El Dorado County Health and Human Services in the welfare fraud unit. Welfare fraud. Mm-hmm. And this sounds pretty exciting. It is. You get to see a lot of uh, interesting characters on yeah. a daily basis. Yeah. And you've been there for a long time. Uh, it'll be four years in October. Wow. That's longer than we've known each other. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't want to. I don't want to give a lot of details, but let's just say, after you left college, you were in a relationship with somebody. It didn't really work out. You lived with your parents for a while in Calusa. Then you got in another relationship that lasted a few years, right? Mm-hmm. And then that didn't work out. And then right around the time of 2012, we met each other. And mm-hmm. How that happened is always going to remain a mystery, but let's just say this. You had, after you and your ex-boyfriend had broke up, you had to stay with a co-worker from your new job. You hadn't even been at that long. Uh Uh-uh. And then you were looking around for a roommate, roommates, and you found a place in Placerville, Uh correct? Mm-hmm. Right by your work. Yeah. And then something compelled you about me. And we started talking to each other, and I sent you a picture of me. What was your first uh, thought when you saw an image of me? Um, hey, we're married. You can say whatever you want. I mean, I don't really, I don't know if I remember exactly. I'm sure I thought something that, like, you had pretty eyes. Oh, really? Do I still have pretty eyes? Yeah, but I learned that you uh, made sure you always took pictures in the light. (laughs) In the sunlight. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Yeah. And I remember uh, you sent me a picture, and I was like, wow, this girl's really cute. And I've never dated a blonde girl. Was I blonde? Well, it was bleached hair. But but still. It wasn't all blonde, though, was it? No, it wasn't. It was blonde and black. And... You weren't really smiling in the picture. Yeah. But still, something about you compelled me to want to pursue and talk to you. (laughs) So, at some point, you decided, or we decided, let's hang out. Mm -hmm. I'm living all by myself in Midtown. I've been in my apartment. I moved in to my apartment by myself on your birthday in 2012. Mm Mm-hmm. But we didn't know each other yet. 
and it wasn't until the following month. Now, you, before we, you even met me in person, what did you make me do? Uh, I mean, did you talk to me on the phone? Yes, and uh, at that time, I did not want to talk to the, on the phone whatsoever. I did not like talking on the phone. I hated it, and uh, I did it anyways, just for you. And I remember you said, do you know how to say my name? Because we never talked voice to voice before. I knew how to spell your name. And I said, is it Elisa? <laughs> and I swear to you, my very first instinct was Elisa. But I was like, ah, that's, that's too easy. Like the, the, her saying that, the way she's saying it, I feel like it's kind of a trick question. So have you ever heard anybody else call you Elisa ever? No. It's usually Elisa, right? Yeah. Sometimes Elisa, but never Elisa. No. So that should have warned you right there that something's off about this guy. Yeah. So then we finally met, and you came to my house, my apartment. It was in a building on N Street in the middle of Midtown, probably like a Friday night. What were you thinking driving, driving from Placerville to Midtown on that Friday night? Uh, it was Saturday. Oh, okay, Saturday. Um, I don't know that I wanted to Were you nervous? not go. Yeah. Yes. You, you didn't want to go, huh? No. You wanted to just turn around and yeah. pretend something didn't happen? Yeah. But you did it anyways. Yeah. And I think at the time I had one of those cool things like they have in Seinfeld where you ring the bell and then I could press a button and it'll unlock the door. Did that happen or did somebody mm-hmm. let you in? Uh, no, actually, I, you don't remember anything, do no, you? No, I had called you because I couldn't find parking, and you had to come down and help me find parking, and you parallel parked for me, pretty far away from your building. The first day? Yeah. No, that... No, you're right. Yeah. Um... The first day, I know, I opened up my door, and you were there. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, it was later, though, because I had parked in a meter, yeah. And so then later you went you went down and you moved the car. Yeah. yeah. Even though we found out that uh, the meters didn't really mean anything after 6 o'clock. Yeah. But you did give me a ticket too, so. That was later. <laughs> and so this first night we decided, hey, let's go walk around Midtown. And I took you around all the places <laughs> that I had walked and we went to, you know, where all the gay clubs are. <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, the faces and, and uh, whatever that other one is. Like, I keep wanting to say the jungle, but it's not the jungle. That's a bar in Eugene. And then we were going to go to a place called the Squeeze Inn, which is like a little hamburger joint. And what happened? Uh, you have no sense of direction. Yeah. And this was, uh, I believe, I still think it was a Friday, not a Saturday. No, it was Saturday. Okay. Well, there... There, maybe it was second. See? Maybe it was second Saturday, That's and awesome. they were doing like art stuff, and so there was people everywhere, and we walked in and saw the same three or four things. We saw the same things three or four times mm-hmm. each, looking for this squeeze in. Mm-hmm. Never found it, and then where did we end up going? Uh, slices. Slices, and it was a little pizza place, uh, where it was cash only. And you didn't even buy a giant, you didn't buy a whole piece, 
pizza. You didn't buy a whole pizza. You bought a big-ass slice of pizza. And to this day, as much as I can eat, I could never eat two pieces of pizza that big. Even my buddy JP and I, we went there, and he tried to eat two pieces, and he was like, I can't do it. I couldn't finish the second one. And I was like, I told you. So, pretty good pizza? Yeah, it was really good. It was probably the first time I ever uh, had pesto in my life. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's a pesto pizza. And then, uh, stayed the night. Uh-huh. Nothing happened. Nothing happened, I swear. I'm not that kind of guy. Where Did you think I was that kind of guy? No. No? Uh-uh. You didn't? You uh-uh. weren't nervous? No. Well, that's good. So, so the vibe you got from me was, this is a cool guy? Um, sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. You didn't think I was... Uh, I thought you were weird because you didn't have a couch. But I wasn't a creep. No. 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 No, I didn't have a couch because I just moved in. So, But I did get a couch later on just mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. And then we would hang out and uh, go to different... We'd go to different things. I think we went to the movies in downtown Plaza. We'd go walk around maybe Old Sacramento. Does that sound right? Yeah. And pretty much every weekend, he just started coming over and staying the night every weekend. Mm-hmm. We watched a lot of movies. Uh, you showed me how to make enchiladas for the first time in my life. You showed me how to make broccoli casserole for the first time in my life. And uh, there were good times. What do you remember about 2012? Uh, we saw Thrice. Oh, okay. Let's get to that. Okay, so... I talked about music a little bit earlier in the podcast, and we both have a mutual love of similar kind of music, and she told me I should go see Thrice, because she's going to see Thrice. Did you already have your ticket? Yeah, me and Amy were going. Okay. But then Amy had a new boyfriend. Yeah. At the time, did you did you already know he was going or no? No. No, not at all. Uh-uh. It was going to be just me and her. Oh, okay. You guys been to a few shows before? Yeah. Like what? Uh, Pennywise, Bad Religion, Warp Tour... So, Amy is to you like JP is to me. Yeah, I've known her for a long time. Yeah, your friend from high school, uh-huh. and similar tastes in music and different things. So, I got a ticket to Thrice. We drove down there together, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we went there, and then your friend Amy was there, and then we were talking to her, and then realized that she knows all my friends from Woodland because mm-hmm. she worked in Woodland, and I thought that was a crazy coincidence. And then we go and have our first concert together. It was fun. But I'll tell you what happened. is I kept trying to talk to you, and I thought you were ignoring me. And then we, when the band started, we walked up in there, and then... We're looking at the band, and then I turned to the right, and you took off. I had tried to get your attention. You weren't paying attention. I don't think you tried to get my mm, attention. I did. I think, I thought that, all right, we're going to stop here, and this is going to be good. So by the time you took off and I looked over, all these people had, like, uh, uh, walked right in the path that you made. So that concert, we didn't really spend together. No. I was in one spot. You were in one spot. We were probably only, like, 20 feet away from each other, but. Thought, in fact, that's when I made you uh, promise me that we always had a meeting point after a concert. Yeah. And we didn't need that till later. Yeah. But that was it. We we 
we had thrice it was really fun it was one of the best concerts i ever been to because it was a band that was really important to me growing up as a musician as a high schooler and other than jp i didn't really know anybody in my hometown that liked that kind of music so i was like this girl is pretty cool so fast forward a little bit later we have some little issues because it's a new relationship and not because i'm psychotic no Oh. No. Oh. And uh, <laughs> uh well that 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 was I'm not I'm not getting into that. <laughs> um but um yeah, I had gone to Oregon to visit my brother for a little over a week and texted Elisa and talked to her a couple times on the phone and then we decided we were going to go to Warped Tour. Mm-hmm. The first Warped Tour I had been to since 2003, so like nine years later. And then, I don't know, there's just... Elisa had some issues trying to trust me because other guys hadn't treated her very well in the past. And she thought that maybe I could have been like those other guys. I'm not going to say I'm 100% innocent, but I don't think I did anything bad. Where's the dog? Uh, she's right there. Oh, okay. But anyways, so she's like, well, why don't you just go to Warp Tour without me? <laughs> and I was like, no, no. We're, I was all, even if we're not together, we're still going to go as friends. And she agreed to it. And we went there. And coincidentally, her favorite band ever was playing that year. Uh, Anti-Flag, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Had you seen them before? Yeah. You saw them. Uh, yeah, I saw him with Amy at Warp Tour. Warp Tour, 2009. You only saw him one time before that? Mm-hmm. So we, that year we saw a few bands, but nobody like insane. I mean, that lineup I think was a pretty good lineup, but we missed a lot of them. I think Senses Fail was there, and uh, we saw a couple reggae bands, but it's kind of just more like walking around, checking out this band, than walking and checking out this band. But Anti-Flag, we were there before they even played. Yeah. And we saw them. And then I believe there was like another band playing that I kind of wanted to see. But Anti-Flag was doing a meet and greet. It was Taking Back Sunday. It was Taking Back Sunday. So we decided to skip Taking Back Sunday and go meet the band. Yeah. And were you nervous? Um... I don't know if I would say nervous, but it was almost surreal. I mean, so I kind of feel like you wouldn't have done it if I wasn't there. Um, probably not. But we did it. You got to meet your heroes. And then the guy in front of us took a picture with his phone and sent it to me. Yeah. And uh, we still have that picture now. We have an autograph picture uh, of the band. And a uh, pretty, pretty good moment in your life. Yeah, I mean, I was what? How old was I? 26 when we saw yeah. them. And I mean, I'd, they'd been my favorite band since I was 14. So Wow. Yeah. And I made that happen. Well. <laughs> kind of. I was kinda, there. You I was, were there. I was there. I kind of I, I kinda helped. I helped. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. They gave you a hug and stuff. Yeah, and, it was cool. And that was, you were very speechless, I remember. Yeah. And then we saw a few more bands. I think we saw the used a little bit uh, at the end of the uh, 
worked and then we decided to go home and then from there when we were leaving elisa decided that she loved me <laughs> and i loved her well she, she i don't think i knew it she didn't she decided she didn't want to break up with me that's a better statement and from there that was it and we we were together and uh continuing our relationship while i lived in Midtown Sack, and she lived in Placerville. We went and saw a lot more concerts at Ace of Spades. We saw Black Audio featuring Davey Havoc of AFI. Mm-hmm. We saw The Used. We saw old school punk band Strung Out. And then I met her parents for the first time in October. Was this before or after Reno? Reno? I think it was after. I think we went to Reno and stayed the oh, night for rise against yeah when we stayed the night at the no uh, right i think rise against was after less than jake really i thought it was before i don't know well my version is that we went and uh we went and saw rise against in reno and stayed the night in a hotel and then i met her parents uh like a week later or something like that because they were both in October of that year. Yeah, but Less Than Jake was around the same time that your um, your horror movie was that thing. Yeah. And Ian Yeah. being here. Uh, I think Less Than Jake was later. In, or, I mean, I think uh, Rise Against was later in October. Really? I think, it, I, I think it was earlier. I don't think you're right. Okay, well, this is a common theme in our marriage. I'm not really right that often. We don't have any posters. Mm. It's on your t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, But anyways, I met her parents, and then we drove up to Chico, and we saw Less Than Jake, and that was like, I don't know, five or six concerts that we had been to in that year alone. And uh, that's more concerts than I think I'd ever been to in one year. So I knew that I had met a wonderful woman who I can have lots of fun with, who could be my best friend. And then we moved in together. We moved to El Dorado Hills in November of 2012. Had a pretty good year. Uh, We both got second jobs. We were trying to move to L.A. for a little bit. Decided that that wasn't really, in the long run, the best choice for us. And then we ended up moving to Rancho Cordova because it was closer to my work. And it wasn't the greatest place, but some good things happened. We got engaged. We got our baby. We got Phoenix. And then we had a rough time uh, about a year later, but we patched it all up and moved over here to Carmichael. And then here in Carmichael... uh, spent thanksgiving and christmas here and just worked on saving and planning for the wedding and phoenix was a lot better because she had her own backyard and we didn't have apartment people always coming in and out making noise for her to bark at i mean she still barks randomly and yeah and then we got married and that was a month ago seems like a lot longer than a month but was it really yeah well so Was it everything that you wanted it to be? Yeah, for the most part. For the most part? Uh Uh-huh. Turned out pretty well? Yeah. Were you... Was it the happiest day of your life? Um, yeah. I mean, it was definitely one of the best days. One of the best, but not the best. 
I don't I don't really have the best. I have two of the best. Okay, what are the two two what are they? Well, when we got married, um and uh when we got Phoenix. When we got the dog. What about when you got engaged? Yeah, that too. So that's top three? <laughs> yeah. Well and then I mean we've been to some pretty good shows. Yeah. So Oh, yeah. Well, we've seen Anti-Flag together probably four times. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. And you have a few drumsticks, right? Yeah, I think I have three. Elisa, at two separate shows, got to hold the bass drum when they brought the drum set down into the crowd. That was exciting. And uh, got the drummer to sign the drumsticks. And she caught another drumstick at a different show. Yeah. And we've been everywhere. We've been to LA, we've been to Oregon, we've been to Seattle, we've been to Fort Bragg, Monterey, Santa Cruz, Reno, San Luis Obispo, Pismo Carmel. Beach, Carmel. It's been a pretty good pretty good ride, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anything uh anything uh sticks out or is it all been good? What do you mean? I mean, you got any anything to add to the story here? Um, you still have no sense of direction. Yes, I know. <laughs> and I had a really bad sense of style when you met me too, right? Oh my God, yes. What was what What was wrong with what I was wearing? Um. Well, you had really ugly shoes, really ugly flip flops that unfortunately aren't much better still (laughs) um but you used to wear them with socks and (laughs) oversized baggy jean shorts (laughs) like you were some gangster Um, (laughs) and um i mean most of your shirts were okay the only one I can think of that really wasn't was that Scooby-Doo munchie shirt that was, like, a little small. Oh, that's because I didn't exercise and weighed, <laughs> like, 195 at that time. Um, you got me into exercise. And you didn't have any hair. Yes, I used to just buzz my head, yeah, shave my head. Yeah, But that changed, thankfully, yes. yeah. Yes, I do I dress better now? Yeah, because you wear what I buy. For the, no, I buy my own stuff. I mean, you pay for it, but... <laughs> you you pick it out? Yeah. So, what else? What what can you tell people about me that they might not know? Um, I don't know. Um, I have a hard time listening... And a hard time remembering. That's true. Um, you're anal about picking things up. Yes? Yeah. Like what kind of stuff? Uh, like shoes. <laughs> Even if you don't pick them up, they have to be next to each other. <laughs> like left and right. Yes. Um, you throw away my drinks before I'm done with them. <laughs> um, you use a lot of body wash. <laughs> I do, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you ask me something, I can answer you. Okay, well, 
That's a good. That's a good example. I'll tell you this, Elisa. Every night, I have to make sure the doors are locked. I have to make sure the oven's off and the keys are here. That's only for safety precaution. Yes. And also, when we're watching a TV show and she misses something, I gotta rewind it so she knows it. Closed caption fiction. Now that. those little things. Oh, and you swirl your soda cans when they're empty <laughs> to get like the last teeny drop out of it and that drives me crazy <laughs> i can't stand that yeah. but other than that you know we have a pretty happy marriage yeah we don't have any serious problems we love each other i'm very happy to have such a beautiful caring understanding wife who allows me to have a podcast and have my friends over and doesn't think i'm too big of a dork because I like to collect comic books. And when she first met me, I didn't have any. And then I revealed to her later. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. I like comic books. Yeah. <laughs> I could be into worse things, though, right? Yeah. Would you rather have me the way I am now or a guy that likes uh, cars and, and football oh, and God, MMA? No, no I and, hate sports. They're stupid. And, uh Yeah. No, you're okay. I'll keep you. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Until my dentist husband comes along. Yeah. Her dentist, she's going to, um, well, one, I think she's going to have me die in a mysterious accident so she can get my little bit of life insurance I have uh, in retirement saved. And then she's going to marry a dentist who has lots of money and can do free dental work. Yeah. I'm she, just kidding. And then she's going to have an affair with the plastic surgeon. Why? No, no, no reason. No reason at all. That's rude. I know, I know, I know. There you go. That's the epitome of of me and. and Maybe they could fix your nose. Yeah, <laughs> not knowing the uh, right things to say all the time. But yeah, I just want to say thank you for being on the SGP and uh, <laughs> oh my god, sharing your story. To all the people who don't really know you, they just see your picture on Facebook and yeah. say, who is that girl? Who? Oh, you also really like uh, Teen Mom 2 and Project Runway and yeah. RuPaul. Yes, yes, that's true. There are shows that I would have never watched until I met this woman, but uh, she's, she's uh, shared with me an appreciation for competition reality shows like RuPaul's Drag Race on logo um also project runway with heidi klum and tim gunn and uh we've also watched face off on sci-fi channel master chef with gordon ramsay and uh and then also teen mom 2 i don't watch the original teen mom fuck that i just watch teen mom 2 and that's only because of elisa but i enjoy it and because of my influence, she now watches Dexter. She's watched The Borgias uh, and Survivor Man. So it's a nice little trade-off. Yeah. But yeah, is there anything else you want to say before we end the show today? Um, I don't think so, except you won't let me pick our Halloween costumes. Oh, okay. Well, what do you want uh, our costume to be for Halloween? Doesn't matter. Oh, just, just say it. Say it. Let's put a vote right now. What should our costumes be? Elisa's choice, which is? 
Corey in Alaska. Corey in Alaska. Now, Alaska is a drag queen. She's the super amazing drag queen. Originally a man, but dresses in women's clothes. She's still a man. Yes. He, and, I mean. And she has a brother named Corey. And you can go on YouTube and find their videos. Uh, what are they called? Brolaska. Brolaska. Search Brolaska on YouTube and you'll see some pretty funny little five minute videos between two brothers. One of them is gay. One of them straight. Yes. And one and of them hot. looks like a woman. <laughs> and then my idea was we could do like uh, the Joker and Harley Quinn, or that's lame. Or we can do like uh, I had some other ideas. The Adams Family. That's well, only fun when we have kids. Yeah, and and we have also uh, uh, mutually agreed to try to do uh, Dexter and one of his victims. So. I want you to vote now for Corey in Alaska, the Joker and Harley Quinn, or Dexter. I'm not doing <laughs> Dexter and uh, his victim. I don't care what your vote comes out to. I'm not <laughs> being Harley Quinn. I can't stand her. So, with that being said, I just want to say once again, thanks for tuning in. You could follow me at Stephen M. J. Gedney on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not very active on Twitter, but I might be one day. And you could follow Elisa at Phoenix Sets Fire on Instagram. And she pretty much posts pictures of the dog, but they're pretty hilarious. I need to encourage her to be more active on social busy. media. She's very busy. But yeah, thanks again for listening. That's it. That's a good one. That's that's. This is how we end the show. Bye. You're gonna okay. I'll say mine and you say yours. You ready? At the same time. Yes. Oh. One, two, three. Bye. Have a good one.